hey, hey, welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your host, the Capacity Coach, Nicole Roan, and I am so glad that you're here. This is the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about all the things that can come up as we try to juggle our competing priorities, manage self-care, work in our businesses and or in the corporate space and intentionally work on managing our capacity so that we can show up in excellence in every single room that we walk in, aka be able to flow and flourish, hence the name of the podcast. We believe that when you flow effortlessly, you flourish tremendously. And this podcast is dedicated to giving you the tips, tools, resources, all those things that you need to be able to do just that. Now, if this is your very first time here, then welcome to the sister friend tribe of like-hearted, like-minded women who are on a journey similar to yours. We are all here to get our capacity together, okay? In order to do that, we use five different areas of flow to help you be able to manage it all. So create that work-life balance that's going to be ideal for your specific situation and ultimately just walk the talk. Now, more information on those five areas of flow can be found at the very beginning of this podcast. So episodes one through five, I believe. So make sure that you tap into those so that we are all working from the same foundation as we collectively increase our capacity for sustainable success. If you've been here before, then welcome back, sister friend. I'm so glad that you choose to tune in and spend your time and energy with me. You already know that I do this for you because when one of us wins, we all win. Now, before we get into the episode today, I do have to let you know that This episode is being brought to you by the Capacity Calculator. Yes, the Capacity Calculator is a free tool that allows you to really check in on what really is on your plate and what are you making a priority in your personal or professional life. If you've never taken it before, then I invite you to go ahead and take it today. And even if you have taken it before, take it again because our capacity shifts based on the season that we're in. All of the details can be found on my website or right here in the show notes. So make sure you take advantage of this absolutely free capacity calculator tool that I created for all of us to be able to flow and flourish. All right, let's get into this episode. Denise Taylor is a success strategist and career lifestyle, and relationship coach, an author, wife, mom, and transformational speaker who empowers professional women worldwide. As an entrepreneur, she manages and oversees Next Level Business Consulting, is the founder of the First Wives Club, is licensed by the John Maxwell team, owns Travel with the Taylors with her husband Chuck of 25 years, and is an independent consultant with Pampered Chef. Denise earned her Bachelor's of Applied Science from Miami University and her MBA from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. In addition to her work in the entrepreneur space, Denise works full-time as the Senior Director of Enterprise Digital Engagement at American Tire Distributors. Her goal in every role she occupies is to help professional women who are ready to tear down walls and crash the glass ceiling. She believes you can build a life you love without an apology. Please help me welcome the Denise Taylor to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Hello, 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 Ms. Denise Taylor. Thank you so much (laughs) for being here 
on this podcast. I am beyond excited to have you here and just to get into this and feature you as one of the women who is making history. So come on in, tell us who you are, how you got in this space and let's go with the flow. Absolutely. So first of all, I want to thank you for having me. It is an indeed honor. I cherish this moment. I cherish this opportunity. I don't take it lightly. A little bit about me. A lot of times people run off their resume, but that's not what I'm going to do. What I'm going to tell you is I really have a heart's desire for people to get the answers that they need to help them really turn their life around the lifelines that people are waiting on, I want them to get that because I know what it feels like to be stuck. I know what it feels like to be unheard. I know what it feels like to hide in plain sight. And when you're dealing with things, whether it's a call you know you have on your life or it's trauma you know you need to get over or it's a healing that you need to seek, or even if it's a service you need to give, sometimes we find ourselves swirling in our heads. And I've been there. I've been swirling about decisions, swirling about choices, dealing with that inevitable question that seems to hit all of our doorstep. Am I good enough? Can I really do it? All of those different challenges. And so what I have kind of purposed my life to do You know, I've had a measure of success professionally. I had a measure of success in life. I've had a measure of success in family, all of these different areas. But what I've now purposed myself to do from an experience that I had is how can I be significant, right? And Mm -hmm. to me, significance is really about serving and showing up to help other people. I know what it's like to be waiting for that answer, looking for that hope, seeking that lifeline. And while I know I don't necessarily always have that for each and every person, I know that God has gifted someone to have your answer somewhere. And so I enjoy lifting voices because if I can lift your voice, then someone who's waiting to hear you can get the answer that they're waiting on. And to me, that's powerful because I've sat in that seat where you're struggling You appear to have everything right, everything going on, but you got those secret struggles within yourself that you're bound to. And so if I had to describe myself, I always go back to I'm a lifter of voices with the intention of getting answers to the people who are waiting to hear. Ma'am, what an intro. (laughs) What an intro. You know, your bio does not do you justice in all the things that you just said, right, of being significant and lifting other people's voices so that those of us who are seeking to get unstuck, to get the validation that we are enough to understand how to move into what God has called us to do, you're helping us to do that. You are a light. You are a light. And I love, 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 love the way that you just put it. Now, I know that you've talked a little bit about, you know, how you've had success in all these various ways. Talk to me about what got you into this space of what it is that you're doing today, because we're going to talk about your book. We're going to talk about your success conferences that you do. But what led you to become this lifter of voices? So it's the combination of a lot of different experiences. And so I'll throw out a couple. 
growing up, I was a stark contrast to who I am today. And that's what I marvel at most. People who know me now can't believe when I talk about who I was then. And the people who know me then, they kind of like, is that really her? (laughs) Because I, at the time, was dealing with so much trauma that I was just burying within me that was my blues. And it manifested itself in poor choices, bad decisions, the same way it manifests itself in everyone's life. But girl, I had an attitude that was 10 feet tall. I was not the most pleasant person. I was mean. I was rude. I was, I just had a really, really big attitude. And on the outside, people were addressing behavior, but what they didn't realize is it was a lot of pain on the inside because of what I had gone through. That being childhood molestation and sexual assault. So when you have experiences like that, it rocks your world, right? You begin to question everything about who you are. It takes such a demand and toll on your personal perspective of self-worth and value. And so I have been on a lifelong journey of trying to deal with my baggage, right? And really trying to figure out how to get to the point where I can take a healing journey and discover more about myself. And that is how I was able to blossom into something greater than my pain. So that's one aspect of who I am. In the midst of all of that, I had a real defining moment in life. And that was when I got to see the world in a way that I had never experienced it. And for me, that was going to college, right? So when I went to college, that was a huge defining moment for me that allowed me to realize that I could show up in a way that my baggage didn't have me bound to. And I also could embrace something new and be open to the discovery. What set me on the course that you are seeing and experiencing with me showing up to serve, it really came as a result of me being on medical leave a couple of years ago. And it was almost like I was at a silence camp. (laughs) It was kind of weird. My husband was working really long hours. We are empty nesters, so I was home alone. I'm not a big TV watcher, and so it was just quiet. And Mm -hmm. in the stillness is when God began to change my appetite for fulfillment. It wasn't about what my work performance was. It became about what impact I could have in the lives of others. And I will tell you, once he changed my appetite, for how I could really be significant in helping others with my time, talent, and treasure, I got hooked on it, right? Mm -hmm. I got hooked on the high of helping other people. And so now I just try to stay in lockstep with what I feel God is leading me to do in terms of conferences to really address what true women issues are, whether it's trying to heal and get past trauma, whether it's trying to go after your dreams and be successful, whether it's trying to get this love thing right, you know, with the couple's love week. And so he has given me or inspired that within me because it helps people. And I'm hooked on that. I'm hooked on being able to make the connection and help change lives. But I'll tell you, it hasn't always been this way, but boy, oh boy, am I ever grateful for the different things that have happened to prepare me to serve right now, 
One thing my life coach told me, she said, people who go through trauma typically have a huge well of empathy, right? Mm -hmm. Because you understand what it is to go through something traumatic. And so I wouldn't trade those experiences that I had, though they were devastating. And though many women deal with that, the Mm -hmm. statistics tell us that one in four girls will be sexually molested before they're 18. And it tells us also that one in five women will be sexually assaulted. And so a lot of us are hiding in plain sight. The reality is, yeah, yeah, you go to lunch with your girlfriends, y'all go to brunch and it's five of y'all at the table. Chances are somebody has dealt with that and they just may not be talking about it. But that's what kind of shaped me. That's what kind of shaped me with who I am, why I serve, what some of my background is. And I'm excited about the book. Oh my goodness. Listen, I resonate so much with everything that you're talking about, right? From the secret struggles to that shift in fulfillment. And we were talking about this a little bit offline too, but like when you feel that pull, that tug to make that shift, And some of the things that can come up for you, because like you serving in the capacity in the HR field and having so much impact and making so many transformations for businesses and individuals and whatnot, that started to shift for me probably 2018, 2019. And I did not understand what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. And it was the desire to have fulfillment outside of the corporate space and to work with women to really help them navigate through all the things that we secretly and silently struggle with that impact how we show up in our personal and our professional lives. And once I started to see that it is a real thing that I can do that, that God has gifted me with that, I too got hooked, which is what birthed this podcast, me being the capacity coach and all of those different things. And so I'm just over here grinning and marveling at you and how you explain that. And I didn't even realize how similar our journey is from that point to this point. So that leads me to talk a little bit about embracing your power, right? You mentioned so many different things, of course, about the different conferences, and I want to touch on those as well. But talk to me about embracing your power. And and going. talk to me about this book and where it came from. What's it about? All of that good stuff. So one of the things that I wanted to be real intentional about is transforming or transitioning from just being inspiration and motivation. I wanted to make sure that there were resources that are available for people to take the journey. The biggest thing that I began to notice is that people were not confused about the call. They weren't confused about the assignment. They weren't confused that there was more within them that they were being inspired or led to do. But what was happening is that that stinking thinking would raise up, that whole imposter syndrome, and they really needed to work on the mindset shift to get out of the starting blocks and go. You and I, in the roles that we serve, we have the opportunity to experience a lot of people who are swirling. Mm. They're swirling. If you ask them what they need to do, they'll say, I need to do X, Y, Z. They are clear, but they are having trouble with the go part, the Mm. go part. And so the whole impetus for embrace your power and go is this. In the word of God, it tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. 
that he has given us power, love, and sound mind. So when I say embrace your power, embrace the power that God has given you. Now, one of the things that's really key for me in my life and how I show up is I rely heavily on the rock of the Lord. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like heavily rely on him because Mm -hmm. everything that I went through told me I wasn't good enough, told me I couldn't measure up. And so I had to go back and get the truth. What is the truth? The truth is God says, Denise, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The truth is God said that he loves me. He told me that I have a predestined end for my life. He told me that he wants to make my ways great. He has all of these wonderful promises that were my truth, but I was steadily telling myself lies. And the danger is when you're telling yourself lies, you hear it in your own voice, which makes you believe that it's true. That much okay. more, right? Exactly. <laughs> because sounds familiar. That's me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I wanted to get a lifeline to people who they're not struggling with what they know they've been called to do, right? They have the clarity. They have, they have, they're clear on their assignment, but they just need that mental toughness, that aptitude to get past that swirl and actually go. Now, one of the things that I share often on my podcast is this. I believe that you can have success according to whatever you define it to be. I believe that you can build a life that you love. I don't define that for you. There are so many things about Nicole that Nicole loves. Now, me and you got something in common. We love to relax. We love the spa. We love, like we got a lot of stuff in common, but there are other things that are unique to you. And when you define success, you outline that according to what you want. And guess what? I want that for you. I want you to build a life that you love. I believe that God has given us power. And with that power, we can be, we can do, we can have, and we can achieve anything that we want. We just have to simply go. We've got to bust the move. We can't stay idle. We got to get going. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. You said so many things. So, so many things. You talked about getting the truth from God, right? And believing the different lies that we are telling ourselves. So for someone, as you mentioned, who, you know, believes they have a calling, they have that clarity. How do they start that process to go? Because I know for me, for the longest time, I didn't know if I could hear God and I wasn't sure if I was on the right path. And then I would sometimes question, God, is that really you or is this me trying to force a situation? Now, whether that was with a relationship or whether that was at work with a business, how do you get into that space to where you are going to God to get the truth so that you can show up and get past that stuck and hit go? Okay. So I really feel like we're going into what I would call the success superpowers. I'm going to skip number one. Success superpower number one is see yourself successful, right? But Mm -hmm. number two, I think answers your question. And number two is shake off fear, Mm -hmm. right? So fear manifests itself in many ways, but the most prominent way is doubt. And doubt creeps in when you don't have the certainty of who you are. Now, if you want to know the purpose of anything, 
you got to go back to the maker of that thing, right? So if I hold up something and say, what is the purpose of this? It is the maker of that thing that's going to tell you what they have purposed it to do. One of the reasons we vacillate, in my opinion, we are not secure in what God created us to be. We think it's a title. We think it's an action. He has created you to be daughter, okay? He has created you to be daughter. Now, the rest of that is just a function of your talents and abilities and other things that he has graced you with. One of the things that stopped me from swirling is when I got really good about understanding who God says I am. Who has he created me to be? Because then I won't vacillate. The rest of it is what, how do my gifts show up? How do my talents show up? How do my abilities show up? And so the only way, the only way to eradicate doubt is to come in with truth. The only place that you, in my opinion, are going to find out the truth of who you are and why you were created is to go back to the one who created you, Mm. right? And when you go back to your creator, he is going to outline for you what your purpose is. Now, Your purpose may be multifaceted, but I know one thing is secure about your purpose. You were created to glorify and worship him. Come on. on. You were created to glorify and worship him. Now that will manifest itself in many different ways. When I show up, I tend to show up in excellence because I am representing God. I am representing the king. I am his daughter. And so one of the things that helped me get past my experiences was going back to truth. I have to remind myself every single day, the things that happened to me as a kid, they impacted me. And I wrestle with those thoughts, those thoughts of not being enough, those thoughts of not being justified, those thoughts of not being capable. I wrestle with them every day. I boast degrees. And that didn't make a difference, right? The validation did not come from getting degrees. There are so many different titles that I wear that doesn't make a difference either. The only thing that was able to make me steady and set me on the right course was beginning to understand who created me and why they created me. Now, hearing from God is another thing. Teaching yourself to hear from God could be, again, as simply as sitting still, right? A lot of times we keep movement going and we don't pause enough. I love what I heard just this past Sunday. We pray, but we make pray worrying out loud. That's not what prayer is. Prayer is not worrying out loud. Prayer is beginning to understand what is the will of God for your life? And I touched on it briefly. He has plans to prosper me. And so God, show me where that prosperity is. He said he wants to get a blessing through me. He said, give and it shall be given unto me, which means it has to flow through me. And we always think of that in the context of money, but I will tell you, I'm loaded up with a whole bunch more than money, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have to activate those things. Once you begin to understand those types of principles from your creator, Mm -hmm. you will not vacillate and you will not swirl. We have to become more convinced about that being our truth 
way more are true than what our experiences have been and what our environments have been. Now I'm talking and going on and on. You jump in anytime, but I got an example. Before I went to school, I had no context of college, Mm -hmm. right? I had no context of a college environment. I didn't know what the school or nothing was. I didn't know what a prerequisite was, a bookstore was, a dormitory. (laughs) I didn't know nothing. (laughs) I knew nothing, right? All I knew is I had been picked up and put into an environment that was completely different than anything that I had ever known. And in that instance, I had to begin to rely on something within me to help me navigate. I had to begin to rely on something within me to help me navigate, which meant I had to trust my instincts. I had to trust what was in me. I later have learned that it's the spirit of the Lord who guides you in truth and righteousness. But at the time, I really didn't know what was going on. And mm-hmm. I had to trust what was in, within me. The same is true in your journey. You have to go within and understand how the Lord is leading you and obey right away. We struggle because we, <laughs> we say we're willing to obey, but it's that right away part that we really pull back on. Or even fully, right? Mm-hmm. There's the partial surrender and obedience. And then there's the delayed part that comes with it. So I'll I'll let you finish. Go ahead. No, I love what you touched upon because you and I are both mothers. Now, if you sent your child up to clean the bathroom, you have a full expectation that that means sink, toilet, and tub. I don't know about you, but when I send you to clean the bathroom, that means sink, toilet, and tub. Sweep and mud (laughs) and mirror. (laughs) Exactly. Now, when you as mom go up and you realize that all they have done is the sink. (laughs) So we now have an understanding of what partial obedience looks like to God, right? When he is asking you, encouraging you, beckoning you, has full expectation that he sent you in to do X, Y, and Z. And he shows up and you have only done X. He gonna look just like you look like really though. <laughs> Sideways, really upside our head. Mm-hmm, oh. mm-hmm. And if on the other side of them cleaning the bathroom was the reward of you blessing them with whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Are you still willing to do it? Well, sometimes you might because you mom, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'd be like, now you know you know better and you go on to do it. But sometimes you'd be like, no, nah, I ain't doing that, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going there. And that is the danger of partial obedience. We are created in his likeness. And if we have that expectation of our children, then he certainly has that expectation of us. Yes. Oh my gosh, Janice, just so, 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 so much. Even with the obedience part, you know, the partial obedience, I believe that I've shared with you and also with the listeners, I was partially obedient. How I talked about in 2018, 2019, when I started to feel that tug, I was like, okay, God, I'm going to do this much, but I'm going to stay right here because I like my salary. I like the work that I'm doing. You know, I like the title. I like the parking space, all of these different things. And I was also simultaneously dealing with struggles in my marriage. I'm like, sir, I've already surrendered my marriage. 
I'm not about to surrender these finances to. I hear you. I hear you. But I need you to help me stay where I'm at so I feel comfortable. Right. And so I partially surrendered and was partially obedient, which led to me experiencing those difficulties that I did up until 2019 when I ended up in the hospital fighting for my life. After that, please believe it was full obedience. He sat me all the way down. It was full surrender, which has led to me being in the position that I'm in as the capacity coach, as someone who has committed to and vowed to help other women do that preventative work so that they don't end up in the hospital and dealing honestly with what's going on in our heads, what's going on in our hearts, how are we tapping into our faith flow and relying on God as our source to be able to guide us each and every day. So as you talk about that partial obedience and the success superpowers, I can't help but be giddy over here and just relate and relay how this has shown up in my life personally. And I want to circle back to, you know, one of the things that you said earlier in that we need to be able to shake off that fear as this success superpower. And a big part of that is by, as you said, tapping into the truth about what God has said about who we are and pausing long enough to do that. Because we so busy being busy, running around, praying and moving at the same time, right? Can't sit still for nothing that we were unable to hear that. But in order to shake off that fear, you have to understand the promises of what God said about who you are, who we are, and what to do so that you can operate in obedience. So I have that. (laughs) That is my response to all of the the wonderful things that you just said. You know, one of the things as you were talking, right? And you said, I am the capacity coach. When you deal with your clients, they only benefit from you by taking a pause and listening to the guidance that you give them. And so if in like manner, we don't settle ourselves down enough to listen to the guidance that our ultimate coach, God, is giving us, we are refuting the value of the relationship. Now, imagine if you will, I hire Nicole, right? And I come in and I say, this is what I have been inspired to do. And I talk the entire time and say, okay, Nicole, I'm gonna see you next week. (laughs) And then Nicole hasn't imparted any wisdom She hasn't said any words to me, right? I've talked the entire time, but I hired her, right? I established relationship with you to be my coach, to advise me, to hear what my concerns are, to help me navigate and to really help guide me through the experience. But I don't listen to nothing you had to say, right? I'm in relationship with you, but I don't give you any time to invest in me, the experience and wisdom that you bring to the table. And we do that to God. We just talk, 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 talk. We put our worries on blast and then we walk away and we don't wait for the guidance to come. We don't remain still enough to see what the coach has to say. And so it's really, really important that we do that. And I love your transparency because when you were talking about not being fully obedient before you got to the impact of what happened, I was like, income stress. Mm. 
in comes stress Mm -hmm. and that becomes the makeup of what we experience. You can call it high blood pressure. You could call it health problems. You could call, you can name it whatever you want. But when you know that God is leading you clearly in a direction, and if he has given you specific word on what you need to do and you fail to obey, then you have now set yourself on a me course, right? Yes. And on your me course, <laughs> you don't have the solid rock because he like, I told you to go over here and you over here. My provision, my guidance, my peace, my stability, my, like all that is over here. And here you are to the left, right? Exactly. And so what we introduce on our own, especially when we know we have not obeyed fully, we introduce stress. And I've been there and and I'm not trying to paint a picture like, girl, I got it together 24 seven. I've been there. But when you begin to recognize and correlate what you experienced to that decision you made, you learn how to tighten that window up. (laughs) Not even a little bit, a lot of it, right? You get swift at being obedient. You get swift because you don't want to end up in that space. I love how you have been able to even utilize these different examples, right? And how we can obey and move in accordance and act in alignment and not really just be on this me journey. Because you said something super powerful at the very beginning that this is about serving. This is about showing up and helping other people through the glory of God, how to show up and embrace their power and go, right? How to do that? Because there might be some swirling on clarity from time to time, right? There might be a little bit of swirling on, you know, Am I good enough? Do I deserve this? But on the inside, trust in our gut, we feel, we know we have that tug. But when we get to that how piece, this is where I found with myself and my clients, friends and family, it's like, okay, now how do I move into this? And I believe that the success superpowers that you talk about aid us in doing that. So would you mind talking a little bit more about the rest of them? And then we can talk about the book some more and then go into these magnificent conferences that you are doing. Because let me first and foremost tell y'all, I had no idea about the love conference. I've heard of your success conferences and I know I'm jumping ahead, but this is exactly why I wanted you here on the podcast for this series, because the impact that you are making throughout the world and just celebrating love in and of itself. We see so much every day on media and everything else, baby mama this, no sanctity in marriage. There's just so much. It's a whole lot of ratchetness. I'm gonna just say that, right? Where that is more so glorified than love. And I shared with you privately, and I'm happy to share here as well, that as my husband and I are about to celebrate our 10 year anniversary, I was kind of holding that close to my chest because I didn't feel like I could celebrate and be proud of that because there are not a whole lot of folks that I know of that are in this space. And so this is for me, part of embracing my power as well. And I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I love what you are doing with your conferences. And I want to talk more about that, but I want you to first talk about these success superpowers. Okay. I'm done. All right. Okay. (laughs) 
So we dived into shake off fear, which is number two. I'm going to go back to see yourself successful. I start with that because we have to begin to envision ourselves doing the big thing, whatever is God inspired. Um, That is a big thing. Now, here's one of the things I will caution is that when you visit yourself on the canvas of your imagination, I love that, like visit where you want to go, keep it big. There has to be room for God in it. Mm. If you begin shrinking it down, there's no room for God in it. If you can understand the feasibility of it all, there's no room for God. He likes to come in and show off. He is a big dog, right? Show up he, and show out. <laughs> so you have to keep it big and whatever it is, don't shrink it down. The shrink begins when we get to the fear rising up. Because we can see it big. I'm going to be on big stages. I'm going to be encouraging masses. I'm going to, we can see it real big. But then when we have a chance to come back to the reality, like I'm sitting in my mama basement or whatever your reality (laughs) may be. Where you are today. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So whatever your reality is, you begin to say, oh, well, maybe not so big. So resist the temptation to shrink it down. Leave it big. Leave room for God. Right. Everybody loves that story and said, I don't know how it happened, but God just did it. And he loves that story too. Because remember, I told you we are created to glorify him and he gets all the glory in stories that we can't explain. So leave the vision big. Seeing yourself successful at the heart of it is really knowing that you are strong enough to do it, victorious enough to do it, and you're successful enough to do it. It could be a sense of contradiction because your life may not reconcile with that, but leave it be. See yourself successful. Shake off fear is number two, which is usually when doubt creeps in. But we already talked about how to eradicate that. Go back, create those daily practices of really nurturing. Yes, (laughs) nurturing yourself in the word, bathing yourself in purpose, understanding what the promises of God are. That has to be a daily thing. And we often lose course when we stop doing the things that got us this far. We hear it all the time. I used to eat well. And then one day you stopped and you wonder why the shift occurred in your way. Get out of my business. (laughs) I used to do my gratitudes every day. And then I stopped and you wonder why doubt started to creep in. I used to do my affirmations, but then you stop and you wonder why you begin to have these thoughts of being unworthy. So we've got to be consistent. We've got to keep doing it. We got to keep showing up and keeping those practices that help fear stay at bay. The key thing is this fear is nothing more than false evidence appearing real. That is exactly what fear is. The truth does not change. Fear is just coming in to make you doubt the truth. Number three is where you got to roll up your sleeves and do the work. Now, I wish, I wish I could twinkle my nose like that chick did on Bewitched long ago. It doesn't work that way. We have to do the work. So for those of you that think Oprah just arrived, she didn't. She did the work. 
for those of you who think Jay-Z just arrived, he didn't, he did the work. And for those of you who think Beyonce just arrived, she didn't, she did the work. Do you remember seeing her on Star Search a long, long time ago? A long, long time ago. Or Destiny's Child. She's been doing this work. (laughs) And if you watch her homecoming video, she shows you doing the work, right? She shows the grind of getting up, dancing, rehearsing, envisioning. She shows the work that has to be done behind the scenes. It's more than just getting on stage. You got to do the work, which means that you have to prepare yourself for the journey. There's a couple of things that occur. The first is this, the Bible says that God will bless the work of your hands. So you have a promise. If you start doing the work, God will bless the work of your hands. The second thing is this, don't be mistaken that you doing the work means that you gotta have your hand on everything. At the right time, accelerate and get yourself a team, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, one of my guys, he calls me his mentor, right? He said something to me that has not left me. I was with him. He's actually my photographer. And I was with him in November. And we were driving around to different places where we were taking pictures. And he said to me, he said, when I build my team, I have to bring on people better than me. And at the time, I really didn't get it, right? But as I have continued to noodle on that, he's absolutely right. If you are given a God-inspired effort, activity, dream, vision, and you are in pursuit of it, you are going to be so hands-on with caring about every detail of it, which means that if you bring somebody who can't level it up, you're not going to trust them with the vision, right? And it won't grow. And it won't grow. That is an excellent point. So when you are assembling a team, here's a nugget, hire people better than you. You know, I wrote it down. (laughs) Hire people better than you. One of the things that, and this is no call out against this particular person, but I had a virtual assistant. And what I found is that there was no vision for the job. I needed you to come in and have a vision for the role you were in, to be showing up and telling me how we could take it further, how we could advance. And that is when I began to understand what he meant right? When you're hiring someone better than you. So the first thing is God's going to bless the work of your hands. you got that biblical promise. The second thing is you don't have to do all the work alone, build yourself a team and always hire somebody better than you as you're building out your team. Success power number four is really, really key. It's take care of you. You've got to take care of you. The mantle of greatness that God sees and plans for your life is great. So you have to take care of yourself as the vessel so that you can shoulder the weight of that mantle. Now, when I say take care of you, I mean more than a spa day, right? Now, don't get me wrong, girl. I love the massage, okay? I love getting my nails done. I love pedicures. I love all of that. But taking care of the true essence of who God is blessing you to be means that you got a financial advisor who is helping you to manage your money well. It means that you have a tax strategy for how you're going to cope with the blessing that God is going to bring in your life. It means that you have a therapist, life coach, or somebody who is helping to navigate what's swirling around in your head. When I say take care of you, I mean all aspects of who you are. Mm -hmm. Don't ever think that it is good, though it is allowable, 
though it's feasible, but don't ever think that it is good to go it alone. And that is a mistake that I made for years, mm-hmm. for years. I thought that I was smart enough, that I brought enough to the table and that I could go it alone. Mm-hmm. What has happened to me as I have begun to build a team and assemble people around me is the value that they bring to the table expands the vision in ways that I could never imagine. And so part of taking care of you is making sure you don't run yourself ragged, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to shoulder the demand of greatness that God has on your life. Be good to people though. Care about them. Don't bring people on your team and treat them poorly. Be good to them. Anybody you treat well will love working for you, which means that they're going to show up fully and work for you well. And then finally, the last success superpower is hold fast to your faith. And it's not last because it's the least, it's last because it's the most important. You have to hold fast to your faith as you face days of contradiction, as you face days of silence and you don't know if it's working or not, as you are navigating through and trying to understand, am I on the right course? Am I doing the right things? Am I making the right decisions? Because as you're doing it, you question everything, Mm -hmm. right? You're questioning it because it's so big that God has to intervene and you don't know what he's thinking. You no. know, like <laughs> you're trying to figure it out, especially those of us who are used to a plan, right? Mm-hmm. I have plan A through Z and it's a mindset shift and a perspective shift when you have to account for, you're not going to have all the different pieces. You may not know everything. You might not be comfortable But you have to trust and believe and understand this is where relying on your faith comes in to say, God, am I operating on the right path? Am I on the right path? You remember how on what is it? The price is right. How they used to say, ladies and gentlemen, do I have at least two numbers? Right. It's kind of like having those conversations. Right. But trusting and tapping into your faith is what allows you to do that, even when it may not be clear, because I'm going to tell you for me. While there is clarity, there's a lot of murky water too. And my faith is the only thing that holds me through that, that gets me to the other side to say, oh, okay. So this is what I was supposed to do. This is why this is happening. It's that faith part. Girl, you summed it up. So that's that's exactly it. I don't have anything else to add to that because that is exactly it. It is the thing that will sustain you for the journey Mm -hmm. is faith. It gives you the hope to go the distance. It is faith that will allow you to stay and hold your course. It is so critical. It really, really is. It's funny in a good way. So you have faith as your last success principle. And, you know, I have those five pillars of flow. And my last pillar is faith flow. And it's for the anchoring, right? To sustain all of the other pieces. And I want to circle back quickly to your principle number four of taking care of yourself. And that encompasses all of the other pillars. So I start with your heart flow and that's about your values, right? Your relationships, who you're spending your time with, how you're spending your energy, making sure you're taking care of yourself in that respect is gonna allow you to show up and execute on the vision that God gave you. Mm -hmm. It's gonna allow you to show up and execute as a wife, as a daughter, as a mom, as an employee, as a business owner and all of those different things. 
And I believe sometimes, oftentimes, we're leaving out the take care of you part as the last piece. And it, to me, needs to be more incorporated on the front end. And even when I think about that from a health perspective, so you mentioned having a therapist and a life coach. How are you navigating through your health flow in those aspects? Because if you are mentally and emotionally bogged down, right, you're going to start feeling that in the form of stress, like we talked about. And then that too is going to impact your ability to be able to, whether it's go to work, to get up in the morning, to focus, to do all of those different things. And so I just wanted to circle back to highlight that taking care of you part is so, so essential. And it's really how you manage your capacity overall to be able to embrace your power and go. It's being aware of how these different areas work together. And can I also just say that I love how you mentioned taking care of you means taking care of your finances because one of the pillars is cash flow as well. And it's about making sure that you are managing your money in a way that is going to allow you to not only build wealth, but to also not have the swirl on, you know, did I pay this bill? Did I do that? Am I managing my taxes the right way? You know, am I saving? Do I have money for retirement? Like all of those different things, because when that part isn't right, again, it causes that swirl for your mental capacity, your emotional capacity. You end up, you know, reacting versus being proactive because you're trying to fulfill different needs and desires because you're upset about what's going on over here. So I just wanted to circle back and say how much I love and appreciate that you are teaching so many people the importance of taking care of you in all of those different areas. Oh yeah. I love it. You know, when I first talked to you, I could just sense such a kindred chemistry and hearing you talk about the pillars, right? Like hearing you talk about them I am just so grateful that God intersected us, right? Because I think it's almost like a wonder twin activate. <laughs> it is. Right? <laughs> Since the moment we spoke. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like that occurred. And it's because every now and then, this is what happened when Mary went to visit her cousin, Right. And Jesus was in one womb and John was in the other. What happened when they came in the presence, they were able to initiate excitement because they knew somebody else got it. Mm. And when you come across someone that you'll be like, they get it. It is such a relief because sometimes you feel out like I'm out in these streets all by myself. I'm here by myself. <laughs> one pillowcase. <laughs> And so that's what I appreciated listening to you in the moment is when you can connect and know that someone not only gets it, but them getting it has also inspired them to show up and to serve, right? Because it just goes back to what we talked about initially, trying to get the help to the people who need it. You have a community of people that you're showing up for and you're making a difference in their lives. And that to me is powerful. And to know that I could connect with you and we could be on the same page, it just means that we're lighting up hope and help for somebody who's going to need it. And on the other end of that is a household, is a family, is a community. It just goes on and on. 
And that's what I marvel at. Like I sit on the couch and I think about that. And that's what I marvel at. And then you'll get a DM where someone is saying how you've made a difference in their lives. And that just fuels you. There's nothing that fuels you until you hear somebody say, you made a difference in my life. And then you're like, wow, okay, let me keep going on. That's why I do what I do. It's so funny that you say that because two stories, maybe I'll choose one so that we can make sure we're staying good with time. You have been that person for me and I shared that with you offline, right? Like agreed from the moment that we first connected, you know, it was like wonder twin superpower activate, right? But even in asking you to come here on the podcast to celebrate the I Am a History Maker series, you've inspired me to host that capacity conference that'll be next year, to do the I Am a History Maker gala that is going to come next year where we can actually get together, God willing, COVID restrictions, all that stuff behind us to really get together and feel that energy of supporting one another, being surrounded by those people who get it because it's like, whoo, you get it. I don't have to over-explain. I don't have to try to not even sell you on it, but get you to understand. It's that commonality. And so I want to thank you for inspiring me to take action, to do those different things because I'm human. I did scale it down a little bit. I scaled down what I was thinking and you helped me to release those walls Mm -hmm. to be open to all those possibilities that I hadn't even considered. So I thank you for your obedience and speaking into me to be able to do that. And I simultaneously am super excited to talk to you about the conferences that you have coming up that relate to that, because I know you and I both weren't, you know, when we met, we wasn't talking about being part of no conference. This was a, hey girl, how you doing? Let's see if there's a way to partner and then boom. So I don't want to steal the shine. You go ahead. Okay. So one of the things I'm really excited about is the success conference. And I'm even more excited that you're going to be a part of it. I am so, so looking forward to the impact that God is going to do through this success conference. When I tell you he has formulated a dynamic team of women who are going to come in and really sharpen all of us around being successful. So here's the lineup. Our beautiful Nicole is going to kick us off at the beginning of the success conference. The tagline for the success conference is four words. It's balance, it's confidence, it's transition, and it's success. Because when you think about yourself in the context of being professional, the professional successful you, you have to begin to assess your balance. You have to begin to assess your confidence. You've got to evaluate transitions that are necessary, and we have to keep our eyes on being successful. And so when God inspires, it was so funny because when we met, I'm like needing to talk about being on your podcast. And I'm like, hold (laughs) up. Look, I think we just got past hello. We did. And I said, oh, the you just gonna hit me with the hard questions this morning. What is this? Yes, we got past hello. And I felt it that obey right away. I felt God's like, she's the one. 
And I'm like, okay, Nicole, like I started asking questions. Can you tell me this? Can you tell me this? And it was in that moment within at least 10 minutes that I was like, I got a spot for you. Right. And I was just at the very beginning of trying to formulate it, but I knew God had you on assignment to be a part of the success conference. So I'm so excited. So night number one, it's going to kick off with you. This is a virtual conference, so you can attend from anywhere in the world. It's live, it's online. And night number one will be Nicole helping us to understand how to navigate capacity, how to balance it all, what things to bring into perspective so that we can make sure that the equation is right for us. The equation of everything we shoulder, everything we deal with, where we often would shrink ourselves in the behind. We were going to stay in the forefront. We're going to make sure that we count. And we're going to do that under the best advice I know of. And that's with Nicole. So night number two is going to feature Erica. And Erica Spratley is going to come in and help us with confidence. Now, she's about the fiercest woman I know on LinkedIn. If you... Ma'am, I love seeing her in my feed. Come on with all the fierceness. With all the fierceness. She just shows up. And when you see her picture, it just pops like power. You like, bam, right? And she is serving women who need to show up with confidence for their career. Now, for all of us, we are not entrepreneurs. For all of us, we don't necessarily have a side. So some of us are going in And we want to thrive in the workplace. And she is going to help us with being confident in our career because we still have a tendency to shrink in the workplace. We still have a tendency to settle in the workplace. We don't necessarily ask for what we're worthy of. We don't necessarily know how to negotiate in the ways that we should. And she is going to come in and help us with that X factor around confidence. Now, Dr. PBJ, as you know her and I know her, Dr. Patrice Buckner-Jackson is going to join us on night number three to help us navigate transition. Now, there has been a great resignation happening in this pandemic. There are a lot of people who are rising up and making choices for themselves. They are saying what's important to them, but there are still some people who are sitting on the side of deciding whether or not a move, a transition, a decision for their life in some way is appropriate for them. And that is what Dr. PBJ is going to help us navigate on night number three. And then finally, on night number four of the conference, I am going to, of course, help us talk about success and what that looks like and be able to continue to amplify the voice around the success superpower. So I'm excited. It's the last week of March. And so I will make sure to get you the information so that you can share with your listeners and that they can be a part of it. It's absolutely free to attend. Now, when I just went through that Rolodex and the caliber of people who are going to be a part of the success conference, this is not something you want to miss. Now, I will tell you though, The conference is going to be life-changing. Every conference that I do and everything that we show up and give for free will change your life. But if you are ready for transformation, if you're ready to transform your life, then I would advocate that you consider the Success 
workshops. And that is where each of us, all four of us, will be spending intimate time with the people who make the decision to take the step and journey deeper. Go beyond just hearing the message, but working with us in a capacity of a workshop to go deeper and bring balance in order and confidence in order and decisions around transition and success. All of that's going to come together in the workshop series that follows the conference. And I would advocate that if you are at the point where you're making some decisions and some choices or need support, you should think about being a part of the success workshops. I don't even have no words after that. (laughs) I'm just, I'm so excited. First of all, I'm grateful again that you're operating in your gift and putting these conferences together to give us the resources and the how to get to that level of success, whatever that may be defined as for us and understanding how to create the ideal balance, understanding how to deal with the issues of confidence that come up, understanding how to navigate through making necessary but sometimes difficult transitions and how all of those added together lead to success are things that we need that we don't typically see women like us putting together. And so the fact that number one, the conference is free, right, is amazing. And I know I attended your conference a couple of months ago And that was powerful. You would think that with me knowing you and understanding that I was like, oh, I already know what's happening. No, ma'am. I was blown away, blown away by the caliber of the speakers that were there, the content that I was able to digest and help me in both my personal and professional life. And so I thank you again for showing up and doing this work so that you can lift up our voices. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the workshop, I already know that it's going to be amazing because I believe that knowing is half the battle, right? You know it, but now what are you going to do about it? So providing an opportunity to not just get and understand the how, but to apply it with guidance, that's priceless. Let me just make sure your community understands the sacrifice that you're making, because this is not the most convenient time for you, okay? You're right. And so when I think about, the call on your life and your willingness to still show up and serve in the midst of your anniversary, the ceremony, the honeymoon, the everything that you have going on, and you still found capacity to say yes, because you care about the people who need to hear your voice that's enough for them to show up and support. You pour out lovingly to your community, to everyone that you serve. And when we started looking at the timelines of things and tried to navigate how to make sure you could be involved, you had the easiest opportunity to say next time. You had the easiest opportunity to say, I have way too much going on in that period of time, but you saw the need and prioritized it and you are showing up for the people who need to understand everything about managing themselves in the world that they spin on two fingers, right? Just like a globe, like a basketball globe. 
that's priceless to me. And I want to just publicly honor you for doing that. You're talking to me about being a history maker. That's history making moves right there for you to say yes. And I know that it won't be easy. I know that you're going to have to give yourself some grace through that. I know that you're juggling a lot in it, but I think you can sense God. I think that you can sense assignment. I think that you can sense collaboration and partnership. But more, I believe that you sense that there are going to be people who need to hear from you. And I appreciate you being a lifeline. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes to being a part of the success conference. And I pray that everyone will honor you by showing up and supporting as you pour out to us on that night. I'm trying not to cry over here. You get it. You get it and you understand. And yes, it is a hectic time, but it was divine timing as well, you know, and I'm committed to showing up to those people who need to hear me. Right. And for this event, I'm going to make the capacity to do it. And so I just thank you for all of it. I'm going to keep saying thank you. So I'm going to (laughs) stop. I just appreciate you. Oh, Miss Denise, I'm so grateful that you have been able to be on here and share in the celebration of being a history maker, because as I've told you offline and will continue to tell you, I am grateful that you operate in your gift. I'm grateful that you are helping us get unstuck, that you're helping us understand how to heal from trauma and how that is impacting who we are today. And I'm just thankful that you're able to be part of the show today. I absolutely, before you hop off, want to ask you a couple of flow and flourish questions Mm -hmm. so that others can kind of get a feel for how you would handle certain situations and what you do to make sure that you flow and flourish. So is that okay? Absolutely. Yay. Okay. Let's go, ma'am. First and foremost, if you could go back to the 17-year-old version of yourself and give her one piece of advice and one piece of advice only, what would it be and why? It's so funny. When I do my presentation about being unstoppable, I bring up a picture of me as a baby. And I say to that picture, it's going to be all right. Just hold on. Mm. I bring up a picture to me as an 18 year old with my high school graduation hat on, comparable to the time frame you mentioned. And I say, what happened to you did not ruin you. And so if I went back to that time frame, which I do in every presentation that I give that story, that's what I say. What happened to you did not ruin you. And I say that because there was a lot that happened, right? And there was a lot of uncertainty about me and how I felt about me. But that one nugget was life-changing to embrace. Mm, That is so powerful. That's so powerful. And at 17, 18, we are having the world on our shoulders and we're questioning the things that have happened to us or didn't, you know, happen. Maybe that we wanted in certain aspects. And I'm talking about from like a familial standpoint, having the support that you, you know, felt like you needed on top of trying to figure out, am I getting ready to go to college? Do I have to decide who I want to be for the rest of my life? There's so much. So I love that you are you know, imparting that wisdom. Oh my goodness. And I had no idea that that's what you shared. Look at this, look at this. 
ma'am. <laughs> okay, question number two. Since we're on the Flow and Flourish podcast and we're managing capacity, tell me something that you do on a regular basis to manage your capacity so that you can flow and flourish and show up in excellence no matter what room you walk in. I have a couple of things that are pretty selfish, right? So the first regimen I have is right to the right of me, I have a prayer table and it's without fail that I go there and find a great lease on life. I usually leave crying, believe it or not. You know, I've spent some time at my prayer table. The second is I invest in housekeeping to come in. Um, mainly come because delegation. Woo. <laughs> Uh, mainly because they do an excellent job. They do it swiftly. They're in and out. And it makes me feel good to have a clean house. And so for me, it is worth the time. That is not something that my husband and I do. You know, we maintain. But when it comes to a deep clean, that's something I invest in. And then another thing that I have found to be very helpful for me physically is I have invested in a massage routine where I go to a person who knows my body and will spend time in areas that need attention. And I go on a regular basis. That investment is not cheap, right? Mm -hmm. But it's something where as I carry the weight of everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm going forth in, I would be tense in my body and that did not feel good. And so making sure that that is an aspect is very, very important. And when I miss it, I can tell. If I miss the appointment, I can tell physically. And then finally, I have a life coach. Coaches, coaches, let's be clear. Yep, I have a life coach and I've actually introduced her into the life of my daughter as well because I just felt like she needed some help unpacking some thoughts and experiences that she had. And we were on vacation last week and she actually said to me as she's moving in to graduate from college, she's like, that's a relationship I will continue. So she saw the value in it at 22 and was like, I have to figure out how to keep this in my expenses because she saw the value of it. And if she could see it at 22, those of you who are 32, 42, 52, 62, you need to figure out someone who can help you with the thoughts that are going on in your head and invested in helping you sort through. So those are some of the things that I do to keep myself regimented. Mm, I love every single one of those. And like you, the massage is a must. It's a routine. And at first I used to feel guilty about it, but I shifted that to understand, you know, not self-care is so much more than that, but it's also okay to have that form of self-care because it does release, you know, the tension that we carry on our shoulders, literally, and going to someone who understands and specializes your body specifically and doing that on a regular basis you know, not only is that good for your health physically, but mentally, right? As well, because like you, I carry it all here. When I come in, she's like, am I working with concrete or putty bricks today? What are we doing? I'm gonna be able to tell. So I love that you share that. And even, you know, the aspect of having a coach, I believe that 
we are lifelong learners. We don't know all of the things. And as much as we invest in other people and doing all the pouring and helping to, you know, lift voices, having someone on our team to help us with that. And the fact that you've introduced your daughter to that and that she gets that value and she's going to find a way to make that commitment, that is priceless. That's breaking generational Mm -hmm. setbacks and all of that in everything. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Okay. Last but not least, we've talked about a ton of different things today. What is the one thing that you want our listeners to walk away knowing, feeling, or understanding as a result of our conversation today? Oh my gosh, we have talked about a lot. I'll just end where we began, which is God has not given you a spirit of fear. He's Mm -hmm. giving you power, love, and sound mind. And I really, really want people to embrace their power and go. There's somebody waiting to hear you. And the answer they're looking for is in you. And so I just hope that in you going, that it reaches them and helps them in a way that will change their life. Mm, I love it. Mm, mm, mm. So, ma'am, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get this book, how they can get tickets to the conference, where can they get a consultation? Because you are so many things. I know I've said thank you so many times, but Denise, I honor you and I'm grateful for you and the way that you show up and help the rest of us authentically be able to do the same thing because sometimes it's hard to embrace our power and go because we don't know what that looks like but you're the epitome of that and I know that somebody somebody's multiple folks are hearing you and want to connect with you so tell us how we can uh, connect with you absolutely so I try to keep everything off the hub. The hub is www.denisetaylor.live, L-I-V-E. There's a link for the book there. All the conferences show up there. Everything that God has given me to pour out is all available there. Social media wise, I tend to be more on the Facebook side just because it's easier. It's where I started and this is where I kind of thrive. I have a podcast life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. It's so crazy to think that that's coming up on a one-year anniversary, but it is. And so it's very, very incredible. And so I invite people to join me there. I try to highlight stories of everyday people who are overcoming with empowering messages so that we can begin to see ourselves and realize we can do it too. And so those are the places where you can find me online. You have a Facebook group too, right? I do. Yep. One for the podcast group. Mm -hmm, Okay. Well, good, good. All of these places. And thank you for making it simple for us to be able to find you in one space, because Mm -hmm. some of us have stuff all over the place, right? (laughs) Go here, go there. At least you know where you're consistently at. So thank you for that. And thank you again for blessing myself and this audience with your success superpowers, with your experiences, with your nuggets and for the history that you are making to help us really, really. Girl, every time you say that, I'm just like, when you're you like, are. you're making history. I mean, that was from the first call to now. I'm still like, oh my God, that sounds so huge. You think of the greats, right? The Rosa Parks, the Maya Angelou's, you know, there's been so many great women. And when I think of history, I think of them. 
But I'm so humbled to hear you say that each and every time. I am so honored and humbled to hear you say that. You know what? I have to tell you that this is why I'm doing it because you don't realize you're making history in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. But from someone on the outside looking in and seeing the impact that you're having on women around the world, families, communities, individuals, businesses, you're doing so in a way where I believe you are a history maker. And so my goal through this series is to have us learn how to embrace and go and stand in that power of being history makers. I'm I'm about to put a sign on my wall by my desk. I am a history maker. Listen, and that is what this series is. Yes, ma'am. You are a history maker. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Take care, Denise. All right. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. Now, you know I'm not often speechless, but this episode right here, talk about embracing your power. If you do nothing else, I urge you to make sure you register for the free conference happening at the end of this month. All of the information will be included in the show notes. You all are in for such a special treat. And of course, not just because I'm going to be there, but because all of the powerhouses that are there pouring into each and every one of you. I know that this episode touched you in some way, shape, or form. So make sure that you're going and reaching out to Denise and letting her know how this is helping you. And of course, make sure that you are sharing it with other women that you know need to hear this because I believe that when one of us wins, we all win. When one of us heals, we all heal. And we are our sister's keepers. As for next week, I will be back with two new episodes with two more phenomenal women that I'm highlighting as part of this I Am A History Maker series. So make sure you come right back. Until then, make sure that you are rating the podcast so that other women can find it and that you come talk to me. I want to hear from you. I love to hear from you. Send me a DM. Message me in the Flow and Flourish community. There are so many ways to connect with me. So please, please, please make sure that you're doing that too. And of course... Thank you for allowing me to be your capacity coach as I help you to increase your capacity for a sustainable success by creating balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. Talk to you next week.